Welcome to the Business Design Podcast. Uh, we've got a treat for you today. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And today we're going to New York City. I, I thought it was Italy. We're talking to Rick Anacchiarico. Well, yeah, it could have been Italy. And I don't ask me to pronounce his name because I have no chance of that. But no, he's actually just outside of New York City. His office is in Manhattan. He's a real, real dude. Yeah, the thing I loved about this conversation, among many things, and yeah, Rick was very patient with us as we poked and prodded him, as most of our guests are, uh, but I loved hearing how he just walked up the west side of Manhattan, just hopping into gyms, talking to people. I mean, that that's the true founder mentality. Yeah, and the other thing that, that struck me is so many founders of startups like to fall in love with their idea and then like to find research that supports that. Rick was different. He went and did the research and did the hard work and walked the long miles to find out exactly what it was that people needed. So if you want to hear Rick Anacchiarico talk a little bit about fitness and you know the long path to success, listen in. Nice to see you, Rick. Uh, First off, um, it's always nice to see Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd uh, over Zoom. Ah. So our our audience can't see it, but you're wearing a great t-shirt here. (laughs) I am. I didn't even realize uh, I was wearing this, but uh, it is one of my my go-tos. But uh, yeah, it is a it is a cool shirt. Thanks for picking up on that. (laughs) Nice. So, and speaking of. Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi and the House of Blues and the Blues Brothers and all those things um, and uh, the Yankees uh, poster behind you. <laughs> what what makes you you? What's the what's the uniqueness about Rick? What's what's at your core? Uh I guess. Well, those are pretty two different things: athletics and uh, and the Blues Brothers. You know, one of the things that, that uh, is at my core is is wellness, um, which is kind of my passion that I'm going through now. The other being kind of problem solving. Um, I've always been good analytically uh, and just coming up with solutions that make sense, uh, whether it's in health and wellness or business. I, I was an invest- investment banker many, many years ago, and I've just been very always very good at seeing two sides of, of the equation, bridging the gaps between people and helping them find kind of that mid ground, right? Where, where there's a logical solution and makes sense for everybody. Collaboration and just building things that make sense for me, make sense for you, win-win type scenarios. Um, you know, even when people are, can be very opinionated or, or, you know, just kind of out first for ego or self-interest. I've always been, been somebody that's been pretty good at, at doing that. So I think that's one of the things that really makes me unique and, and is what brought about my success in previous endeavors, you know, and, and even just personal relationships and those kind of things, as well as, you know, kind of w- what I'm doing with Jim Wisely. You also sound like a uh, voiceover actor. You got a cool voice. Uh, ah, how did you develop? How did you develop your voice? <laughs> I have no idea. Talking to myself all day long while being <laughs> a startup CEO, <laughs> I guess, uh, is is one of those one of the ways. But no. Uh, I, I I don't know. That's just just my my voice. So I want to jump in real quick with probably the hardest question you're going to have today, Rick. So be prepared for this. All right. I am Australian and terrible with names. How do you pronounce your name? 
if you're in the U.S., it's uh, Anacarico. If you're in Italy, it's Anacarico. But yeah, it's just it's it's Anacarico. A um, lot of owls, but uh, yeah, there's only been two people in my life that has ever ever gotten it right on the very first. Chiare, chiare means light or something, doesn't it? There's actually. It may, it may. I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I know that there's a few interpretations. I did look it up at one point. Yeah, ruler. I, just, light. I know the word. I know the word uh, chiaroscuro, which is light and dark. It's oh, a big yeah, concept yeah. in art. Yeah. So, speaking of light and dark, what's what's the dark side and the light side of the startup world? If you were to just kind of look at the landscape and say, I mean, the full-on Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker <laughs> of the startup space? Man, there's so many different pieces uh, to that. I'd say, generally speaking, you know, on the bright side, you challenge yourself, and this is actually part of the, partly the, the answer to both sides of that, is, is the challenges that you face um, on a daily basis. Every day is something new. There's a new challenge that you're going to have, you're not going to know how to do it. Something will come up that is outside of your comfort zone. It's outside of you know your your knowledge base, um, and you've got to dig deep and find the resources to be able to to take it kind of head on and and learn it as fast as you can, adapt um, and kind of go through that. And when you come out of that on the other side, and you see those successes, and and you realize you know, well, hey, I just was able to pull together four people and put this partnership together that you know. I had no idea what I was doing and, and was able to uh, figure it all out and put it all together. And there's a great feeling that, that comes along with each one of those, those milestones that you hit and, uh, and kind of move yourself on to the next level. At the same time, if you get hit with a few failures of those in a row, you know, it can lead to a lot of, a lot of self-doubt and a lot of kind of you know, rethinking, you know, why am I doing this? <laughs> Uh, kind of thing. And, you know, what do I need to do to get better at it? Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's those those highs and lows that you have to kind of manage the highs being, you know, those great advances that you're seeing, those great people that you're meeting, whether it's over Zoom or, or whether it's in person. And all those, every little thing that happens that gives you that push forward uh, to let you know that you're on the right track, that's the light. Because and, and, and it's always there. Even in your failures, if you look for it, it's there. You failed at something for a reason, and, and it's because, you know, it wasn't the right way for you. So, you know, there's there, there's light that comes from that as well. But it is it is difficult to kind of manage those those highs when they come through, and, and be able to kind of refocus and continue towards getting that getting those next uh, those next achievements. And then getting past the, the ones that uh, don't work out, realize why they don't work out, and be able to move forward from that. So I want to move the conversation a little bit towards Jim Wisely. Sure. So I've I've got a second screen here. I'm looking at your website right now. And what I'm seeing is that you're kind of a matchmaker. You kind of bring buyers and sellers together. You're a marketplace for wellness products. Sure. But I'd love to know a little bit about your business model because there's a lot of people in this space that you're in, but yep. not too many consolidators like you. Yeah, I think you know part of that goes back to what I was talking about before, and and just kind of figuring out you know the models that's really going to work well for for you know in this case wellness consumers um, and the gyms, the studios, the fitness products. 
um, the meditation apps, biometrics companies so that you understand what your predispositions are. So really what we're trying to do is create a platform that's not really serving up products here and there, but really creating a customized experience where people can figure out, you know, what's right for me and my lifestyle and which solutions are going to make the most sense. And then Jim Wisely gets you the most affordable way to be able to do those. So our partners create customized customized experiences that our algorithms kind of tailor to your specific lifestyle. So if you go in and you answer a few questions, you know, our algorithms will say, it'll make recommendations for you and say, based on what you're doing for your wellness right now, could be nothing. You could have a gym membership and a, and a Peloton and, you know, you could be meditating before you go to sleep. We'll, we'll put together things that you might be missing, things that make sense. Um, and it could be a product, it could be a gym, it could be a studio, it could be an app, it could be a nutrition membership service, it could be virtual doctors, it, it could be anything that's wellness-based, and then we're able to provide that. The way that we're able to get people the best rates and make it affordable for their budgets as well is through these customized memberships. So if I'm a gym owner and I know that you're already spending $150 on your wellness, chances are you're not going to want to buy one of my $150 a month memberships. But for your specific experience, I might say, look, because you're going to only use us on a supplementary basis, but you want to use us consistently, I'll give you two to four day visits per month um, for 20 bucks versus my 150. Um, and you get that special offer because I know how much you're already using elsewhere. You can't possibly be here for that amount of time. It'll cost you less than it would to get you know, a class here and there. Um, you could still use it routinely and it's a perfect fit for your lifestyle and for where we fall in your wellness journey. And those are the kind of matches that that Jim Wisely makes for you. So being a service aggregator, yeah, which I guess is a simple way of describing what you do, matchmaker I like even better, but <laughs> you have some business challenges because you have two different markets you have to promote into. One is being the consumer, the other is the service provider, and you have to show the service provider the value to them of being part of your membership group and presumably you're selling memberships to the consumer side. Sure. That's two different ways of thinking, two different products, two different marketing approaches. How do you bridge the gap between the two and end up in the right place? It's, it's tricky, let me tell you. Uh, and when we started in 2018, the wellness climate in late 2018, the wellness, the wellness climate was a lot different. So, in bridging those gaps, you know, it's, it's, uh, those gaps have changed, you know, um, from March 20th or from March, I think it was March 13th, uh, was a day that all the gyms in New York shut down or that following Monday. Um, but, but so, you know, we had gaps that we were trying to bridge and then COVID through and created all these other gaps. And, but at the end of the day, it's really, you know, we did a lot of research and development on the uh, on, on the service provider side. So that was step one for us uh, was, you know, even back in 2018, getting to know what the problems were, you know, getting to know where people's hiccups were. So I spoke to everybody from executives at the big international chains to mom and pop studios to all the app providers, um, anybody that would listen to me. I spoke to I went to their locations. I went up and down the east side of Manhattan and spoke to everybody that I possibly could, every gym, every studio, every, you know, days and days. 
internationally, speaking to people in different countries, you know, different conglomerates. And so I really got a good handle for, for what it would take on the, on the service provider side and where all their problems were with a lot of the other platforms that you were, re- that you were referencing earlier. And then me as a 25-year fitness enthusiast with my own network of people that were interested in you know, my services from the member's perspective, I built it for me. Um, I have multiple memberships. You know, I like, I like my meditation. I like my open gym. I like, you know, I do martial arts uh, from time to time, although not so much anymore now that I'm getting a little older. But uh, sports, athletics, just tons of different things that I'm doing, virtual fitness. Um, and so I kind of built it for, for me and, and my group of people. And then we went and expanded that. And I said, well, you know, talk to your friends. Would they like it? And so it's been kind of a, a constant mix. And I think, you know, where people are ending up now is that they're really looking for wellness more as a lifestyle um, on the consumer end. And, you know, it's not anymore, you know, what gym do you go to? But it's, you know, what are my sleep patterns? Am I, am I, getting, enough, am I getting enough sleep? Um, what are my anxiety anxiety levels? Why am I anxious all day long? Is there something that you know I could do to help to fix that? Am I mindful of my surroundings? Um, how am I feeling? Am I getting you know? Am I getting enough exercise? Do I have enough energy all day? Is my mind clear when I'm trying to focus on something? All right, so all of these things are now top of people's mind. I think as they've had some more time to reflect over over COVID as well, and so I think. You know, as of right now, I think the opportunities are really solid on both ends. But yeah, it is very difficult to to market them simultaneously and get both parties kind of signed off at the same time. The biggest problem for us in terms of marketing uh, to the consumer side, the industry side really seems to kind of understand what we're what we're doing. And I think you know, even from the, the very small providers to the to the larger ones, I think they get where we're going and they get our they get our end game. The consumer side is really expensive uh, in terms of, you know, getting the message out and getting the word out and all of those things. And so we're getting around that by putting together a lot of partnerships and working with people that also agree that, you know, what we're building is is beneficial on both ends and, and want to help us get the word out that way. And that's kind of where we are in our, in our journey right now. In March of 2020, um, everything changed for both the gyms and personal trainers. And I know a lot of personal trainers moved into the online program world. They created programs to keep people busy. They sure. used Zoom. They did all sorts of things. The gym owners had to somehow survive until they could reopen with masks, and that wasn't effective. And I'm not sure what happens in New York now. But the personal trainers, I'm interested in them, because they created a whole lot of programs. Some of them will have been really good. Most of them will have been really bad because they no longer have the support of the gym that they were working in. How do you do quality control on your programs? How do you know that what you are offering is going to be effective? Because if it's not, your business collapses very quickly. Yeah, that's 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 very fair. So most of, well, everybody that we, we've worked with Either we've we've known or has been referred to us in some way, shape, or form, or is well known enough that you know they've got proven results over a broad market for you know years and years and years. So a lot of our partners are either you know they're big enough that they're be, they're, they're established and you would kind of know their name, but we do qualify. Uh, we've got a lot of personal trainers ourselves on our staff 
our co-founder was the owner of his own boutique studio as well well as as well as a trainer i've been very involved with it for many many years so i know who's going to be good and who's not i mean i could read that very, very quickly but yeah there is a quality control aspect in there but for now they're mostly they're mostly people that are pretty credible and and easily checked out and nobody goes through without talking to us so you can't get on the platform without going through a process of of how it works typically right now we're still small enough i do mostly everything that comes comes through so if it's an app or something i try it i use it um i do it myself and see how it's going to fit in there you know i'll check on reviews and and that's not to say that we only work with uh very established people because we don't you could you could be a startup with an amazing concept and some really cool product or something that's coming out that i could just see is going to be uh it's going to be a hit and i love working with them too because that's kind of where we are also (laughs) but as long as you know and and you can kind of feel it out where where people's intentions are And, and for the most part you know i'm finding in this industry People really do care about people's health and wellness, and they realize that, uh, especially right now, that's the way to make your product and, and your your service successful. And you know, at the end of the day, if it's if it's if it's not and it's turning people away, you're not going to work on our platform anyway. So there's there's two there's two checks there, right? I mean, you'll you'll just end up failing on the platform if you've got a terrible service. But you know, we, we do our best to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I like the idea of a almost like. Um if you, you know, we're entering the age of firehose marketing, firehose everything, firehose wellness apps, and um, you're you're offering that layer two kind of idea, right? Or the meta version of that, which is like, you know, we, you need some filters, you need your, your right. So I, I think that particularly, it's easy to see the the kind of B two B part of this, and I understand the difficulty of kind of getting to the consumers directly. Uh, without going through partners. Um, so I'm sure that's a big challenge. What Through all of that, my side of the shop is figuring out how, let's say, a founder's personal brand can influence the company, help the company, boost the company. And you're, you've got that voice, you've got the attitude, you've got the experience, you're actually testing all the partner stuff. A lot of it. But you're not, but you're not that involved in kind of being the face of the company in terms of you know what's available online. So I'm curious, kind of what, how do you feel? How do you feel in terms of what you bring to the company? And I don't know, what do your parents and friends and all of that say about you? What's what makes you different than anybody else? Um, I guess it would be, you know, the, just the the drive. Some people think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, your parents think you're crazy. Oh, like- no, no, no. I mean, they, you know, it's <laughs> when they people see me working, you know, you know, fourteen hour days, sixteen hour days, weekends, and those kind of things, and, and they come back and they say, "Wow, you must be, you know, a millionaire." Uh, well, no, <laughs> uh, it's a startup and it takes time. So people see the crazy amount of. Uh, of energy and time and resources, my own personal resources that I put into it. And it's not easily kind of understood sometimes, you know, where, where the end game is and all of those kind so, of things. So on your, on your deathbed, like, or not deathbed, actually after the deathbed, like when they're putting you in the ground after you got hit by the metaphorical bus, Yeah, Randy always uses this example, but they're going to do the, they're going to Huckleberry Finn you and say, 
he worked a lot. It was really <laughs> great guy, Rick. He he worked a ton. He was so no, good at working. No, it would probably say always willing to do something for for everybody. You know, always able to jump in, pitch in whenever whenever asked to do something. I always do to the best of my ability. Um, so you're I'll, trying to help. You're trying to help people figure out all this crap in their lives. Get healthier. Get fixed up. Get calmer. Get. I mean, so you are really obsessed with that. I am. I am and on a personal level as well. So any, anybody, any one of my friends or family members knows that if there's, if they have a problem with anything, I'm somebody that they can turn to and I'll be there and I'll do it without judgment and, and I'll do it a hundred times if I have to. And I think that would be kind of more in line with, you know, who I am at my core. And that goes back to kind of bridging, you know, bridging those gaps to, to people that, you know, are not liking each other, put them in a room with me. Hopefully at the end of the day, everybody walks out and uh, shakes hands. And, and, you know, that's, I think that's more of, you know, overarching, you know, who I am, uh, just taking, collaborating with people and kind of being able to, to solve those things in, um, in, in a very positive manner. To your point on the, the fire hose, you did mention kind of uh, a good point there. there. There's a lot of targeted, you know, go here for your, you know, we'll give you uh, a free trial. We'll give you a discount, and a lot of that is confusing to consumers uh, as well. Um, and that overall, that overall push is just not a healthy way, in my opinion, to kind of go about wellness in general. You know, if you're if you're discount hopping and going from trial to trial, or you know, moving from discount to discount, and you're not you're not really focused on you know what your what your wellness plan or strategy is. You're not really going to get anywhere. I always relate it to you know if you're going to learn a language, you know you don't open your Italian book to page twenty, read a chapter, put it down in a month, open it up and read you know the final chapter, and and you know your your wellness operates the same way. It needs routine, it needs consistency, it needs to be nurtured, and it needs to be part of your lifestyle. So, so that's really what we're trying to help to build as well. You know, it's great to be able to, to try a ton of different things. What we're trying to do is say, once you figure out that what those things are, incorporate them into your lifestyle, and that's when they're going to start to work for you. Um, and that's, that's what we built our model around. So it, it's, it's not discounts first. It's, it's, you know, what do you need first? And then we'll kind of back in and put the plan together that works for your lifestyle and works for your pocketbook. You know, how, how close can we get to what you need with, with where, what people are willing to offer you? And that's kind of what the, what the, what it's about. From investment banker, where everybody has this image of wheeling and dealing and expensive dinners and fine wines and living a good <laughs> life, just making all these big deals. Nobody sees all the background work, the spreadsheets and the research and the, just the hard work through to startup founder where everybody thinks you've got to be a millionaire, that you're making money hand over fist, that life is easy, that you're just waiting for the big exit. And they don't see the, the hard work that's involved in starting a startup, founding a startup, keeping it running, making it work. Sure. So I guess it makes sense that you're a wellness freak to be in those two industries and going through that transition because without the energy and the they have good health and the ability to just keep going. Uh, none of those would be successful. To be successful, you need to connect with people. So yeah. we like to keep these interviews relatively short. But before we close, I want to give you a chance to 
tell us who you would love to connect with and how to do that. Yeah, sure. So anybody um, that is, you know, interested in in either working with us in some kind of a partnership to help us get promoted on that marketing front, if you have a, a health or wellness service uh, and, and you want to get listed on Jim Wisely and, and help us promote and, and you know, drive you right committed and, and recurring memberships, um, we're happy to do that. I always love having those conversations with people. And if you're a consumer that's looking for, you know, your best wellness strategy, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anybody one-on-one as well. You know, so you can contact, you can contact us through Rick at jimwisely.com. And I'm happy to talk to anybody that want, wants to be a part of Jim Wisely or wants to be a part of health and wellness in any way. My phone line's always open. My email is, uh, is always ready and firing. Love that. And uh, that the, the all important second word in your brand, the wisely wisdom is underrepresented in the world. So I love that you're bringing this wisdom to the, to the, you know, mindfulness and health journey, which is awesome. Thank you very much. Happy to do it. So thanks for chatting with us, Rick. This has been a real blast. Yeah, same here. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you, Rick. That was, well, what can I say? That was really extraordinary. So you're a startup, you're four years old, you're shaping the world of wellness and fitness. You're, you're a matchmaker. You're bringing together service providers with people who need them. It's, it's awesome what you're doing. So congratulations on getting so far. So if you're into, uh, maybe you're into getting ripped, maybe not, uh, but you really want to be mindful of your future. And uh, let's see, what other connection can I make? Anyway, just go to thoughtpartnergroup.com to find out more about us and uh, we will get you in shape. Well, we will make sure your business is in shape and your business is fit and you're ready for prime time. I think that's yeah. what we all do. Couldn't couldn't make this stuff up. So if you'd like to hear us uh, stumbling over our words and kind of acting somewhat like Bob Dylan and a little bit like Jim Lehrer, come on back and uh, subscribe. And if you really want to, we'd be quite happy to read whatever comment you put. Um, we love reading comments, so comment away. <laughs>